0: You are listening to Tom Green, a series that joins classes from St. David's Boys National School in Artain as they learn about the life of Irish Antarctic explorer Tom Green from the book
1: Iceman by Michael Smith.
2: Now we're all together from Miss Cross's class in St. David's Boys School uh, on the Kilmore Road in Artein. You're welcome Miss Cross Uh, and you have boys from your class today and what topic would you like to talk about?
0: And um, these boys will be discussing the Irish Famine.
2: The Irish Famine. Now, we're, uh, the backdrop the backdrop to all of this, of course, is that we're talking in this series about a book called Iceman, which is all about Tom Crean, the explorer from County Kerry, who went to the Antarctic a number of times. And the book was written by Michael Smith. And, uh, of course, Tom came from a time which was after the famine, but still the effects of it were, were, were there in Ireland at the time. So... Miss Cross, would you like to start off? You're going to do a little extract from the book, I understand. Okay. Great.
0: So Tom's story began over 100 years ago. He was born in 1877 near the village of Annascall in County Kerry on Ireland's western shores. Tom had a humble start in life. His parents were very poor farmers who struggled to work the land and feed their ten children. Life on the farm was extremely hard. There were no luxuries like electricity or telephones, People were often hungry, and when crops failed, many thousands died. Only the toughest survived. Children like Tom had little chance to escape the poverty. Schools were poor, and children learned little more than how to read and write. They often left school by the age of 12, too early to develop skills or knowledge and find a good job. So, Jamie, do you want to tell us what happened 20 years before Tom was born? He was born in 1877. What had happened in Ireland before that?
3: Um I think the the famine was
0: Yeah. Had happened. And what was the famine?
3: Yeah. Um well the potato blah went B- all yeah. rotten. And uh, inside then it went all black.
0: That's Very right, yeah. Up. And what happened then, um, to the people that used to feed off the the potato crop?
3: They used to get a disease and then sometimes die.
0: And were they able to eat these potatoes? No. And why weren't they able to eat the potatoes keen? Can, can you remember? Because uh, they weren't all mushy. Mushy, yeah. And where did the Brights, can you remember, c- come from? To come over from Europe? Yeah, Europe, yeah. All right, and, and what were the main foods that the Irish people ate? Potatoes. They ate potatoes. Did they eat much else? No. No. Nope. Okay.
2: So people were very, very poor So when you compare to our diet today When you go home for your dinner today And you go home tomorrow You'll have probably something different You'll have vegetables and potatoes and meat and so on So these people at that time Had very, very basic things And their main crop, as teacher said, was potatoes And also They they might have had a cow maybe If they were very lucky They might get some milk perhaps And they might make something But that was it you know, so when the disease struck, it was disastrous for the Irish people because of that. Some rich people were there, and there was plenty of food for those. Remember, during all that time, food was exported from Ireland. You know, yeah. it's extraordinary. But the poor people, like uh, Tom's family, who came from a very small farm, can you remember how many cho- how many brothers and sisters had he? Do you remember? He had ten, hadn't he? Yeah. So a small little farm trying to feed ten people. So you taking an area of maybe a hundred families, all depending on the potato. So when that went wrong, they were really in trouble. And it was dreadful. Thousands and thousands of people died. So um, somebody said that, I remember reading in a book one time that when uh, a British traveller, an English traveller was in West Cork, you could smell the rotten potatoes in the air. Oh. So if, if you mentioned, uh, Keen that the potatoes were all black and mushy. You could actually smell it because it was, uh, they were rotting and people simply died. And there was a very sad case where people were eating grass trying yeah. to, to survive, you know.
0: Well, what did they used to find sometimes the side of the road? Do you remember we talked about it? In regards to Pe- the
1: people with grass stains on their face.
2: Absolutely. Very good, very good. And um, so imagine whole families had to, had to leave and they were trying to travel into towns and cities uh, trying to get help and simply had no strength and died to the side of the road. So it's good for people to remember, like you young guys are fit and well fed. Uh, going back to Tom's day, was it 20 years before? Roughly yeah, 20, about years. 20 years. So the, the effects of the famine were still there when Tom was a small boy, because, you know, people were still maybe sick or uh, who got sick during that time who might have survived, who might have still have ill effects. or people certainly would remember. The horrible effect of it, and so an awful lot of people had to emigrate from the country, isn't that right?
0: That's right, Keen. What do you know about that?
1: Um, what one and a half million people emigrated from eighteen forty-five to eighteen fifty oh.
2: in five years, a million and a half. So, that's a big figure, isn't it? So, if we if we take say, does anybody know the population of Dublin at the moment? Roughly, roughly, roughly if you take, say, if you take uh, Dublin and uh, that whole area. So imagine in five years if all the population of Dublin and the surroundings left. That's the impact of it, a Mm. million and a half people. You know, it's incredible. And does anybody know where did did all those people go to?
1: England, America, Canada and Australia.
2: Very good, because you've done your research, Keen, haven't you? And... um, does anybody, did any, does anybody know what the conditions of the people on the boats were like?
0: What were you? the ships called? Coffin ships. Why, why were they called coffin ships? Because half
1: like? of the people died on them. All right. Oh. And why was that, do you think? Uh, the famine. Because you had no food on the ship. Okay. What else, what else, might have? James, did
0: you want to say? No? No.
2: So you're, you're, just imagine our boys were on one of these ships going, say, to Canada. And the, the ships were generally poor condition, weren't they? And they were... Uh, what sort of food do you think they would have on board? Would they be well-fed or poorly yeah, fed? Poorly, poor, poorly fed. Do you figure, yeah? So imagine you're on the ship and you're ill, maybe you're quite sick, and then you're on the sea, you might be getting seasick, so you're very, your strength would go and you would simply die. And what, what would happen to people who died? And you'd, you'd, be, you'd, be, you'd be put overboard just be thrown overboard because you couldn't bury them because they're at sea i read
0: that usually packs of sharks would follow the ships yeah. because they got so used to people being thrown overboard so.
2: so i mean the reason why we're just this is coming up now is for us to remember that uh, not so long in ireland this went this happened you know so it's good to remember that how lucky we are today so um the coffin ships that uh Cian was talking about teacher um are there any ships that we can talk about in Ireland that might be similar? Isn't there one down at on the docks? Yes, yeah.
0: that's right. Down so in the Docklands, then they have a few memorials. Yeah. Of the Actually, if the you go down by
2: the what I still call it, the point, you know, the, what is it, the O3 or whatever it's called now, you'll see um, sculptures yeah. of figures on the quay. And if you're passing, have a look at it. And you want to see the looks on their faces, the poor people who are ravaged by hunger and, and, and disease. So it was a horrible, horrible, horrible time. So,
0: <coughs> Yeah, there was a <coughs> sculpture set up, um, I think, as a memorial for those who emigrated from Dublin Port. So there's a lot of thin figures that's along right. there, yeah.
2: So yeah. And a million and a half came left Ireland to go to all those countries. Right. So that's why there's so many Irish people in Canada and um, and uh, America who claim maybe that they're Irish because exactly it goes right yeah. that far. So anything else?
0: Um, what was set up... Um, <coughs> <coughs> Can anyone remember um, the soup kitchens? The soup kitchens were set up, and what 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 happened with the soup kitchens? There would be
1: a lot of people lining up to get soup. Yeah,
0: and and who helped to set that up? Can anyone remember the government? The government did. Yeah. Um, also, there was workhouses um, set up as well. Does anybody know anything about the workhouses? They want to say no. Gavin, do you want to say something about them? I hate the Irish. Workhouses started in eighteen thirty eight. Okay, get. Yeah.
3: Uh, during the famine there was about hundred and twenty eight uh workhouses. But they became very
0: overcrowded. They became very overcrowded. So how many would usually be in a workhouse before the famine? Do you know? So there were about maybe eight hundred, how much then I think there was about eighteen hundred then in the workhouses yeah, during said the time. Fam- it said there was supposed to be about supposed to be about eight hundred but uh, it, it, it held about 1,800 people.
3: About oh 1, my 1, goodness. so that
2: was more than double the number, two and a half times the size of the population, so they were crammed. So can you imagine, say, a room this size that would, say, take or maybe there's 20 boys in the room. Can you imagine 20, 40, six, maybe 60 people? So it was crammed. So disease was dreadful too, I would Imagine that it would break out and you, you'd get sick. And it was an awful... Um, I read that it was, it was Irish people, it was the last resort, in other words, if you went to the workhouse, you had no other way of, of surviving and it really was a, a terrible thing to have to happen. And w- you, you were fed, you had basic food there, had you? I think
0: it was porridge just but, I mean everyone was separated so if you went in as a family you were divided up
1: yeah. men, women. Um, yeah, you had different rooms for boys, girls.
2: Okay, so we're separated. Now, can it, it, Man, do, you, it, do you know this thing, it's a porridge, I think it was also called gruel. Do
1: yeah. you remember
2: in um, Oliver Twist, do you remember he was in, in the workhouse? Remember seeing that uh, picture? So now they were fed, with sort of a porridge, not very, not very, not nice, very nice, but that you were fed that every single day. But you survived, you see, that's the, that's the beauty. If there was no food elsewhere, it was something that would keep you going. So guys, can you imagine being fed this gruel or this thin porridge? Every day for your for your meals. That's it. Would you like that? So nope. will we from tomorrow, so will we start off that when you come into school, you'll be fed a bowl of gruel. That'd be nice. No, No, but if you are very hungry, you might like it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So famine is is, is a terrible thing, isn't it? And how long it went on for? How many years? Um, can, you mentioned there there was a million and a half emigrated over five years. So um, so it was over that period and there were a number of subsequent and even before that there were a number of mini famines where the the potato failed. So it just wasn't one, it was one main period around that time but there were other instances. Can you imagine also just going into uh, Tom Crean's day, do you remember in the book when you read it, they fed, uh, their their basic food was what? what? They had to make up a food called hoosh, wasn't it? Yeah. Which was... A paste of dried meat with water, and they'd put in biscuits through it. So it, it it was very basic. So imagine if you were on on the ice, in the wind and the snow, and no food. If if remember, they had to walk a long distances to the next food depot, and if they missed that, they'd have no food, and that would be like starvation, wouldn't it? So just to give you an idea of what hunger must be like if we were told today that you'd have no food until Sunday so f- say five days no food can you imagine what that might be like I'm looking at your faces and I get the answer I think it wouldn't be so nice imagine no food no bread no no cereals no rasher sausages no meat or anything for five days would you like that no what do you think well, how, Jimmy what do you think it would be like
3: well you'd starve and you'd be thirsty and hungry
2: right and you'd you'd feel horrible wouldn't you and would you Would you lose weight You'd get very thin Wouldn't you Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you be able
0: to play football Jamie No you'd have no energy <laughs> Exactly no energy.
2: That's very good Very good And 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 how about And the other boys Can you imagine What it's like If, if you were starving Of hunger What the feeling Would be like how, James what do you think What it would be like Can you imagine
3: um, uh, It would be like If you were like Say if you played Like a sport You had like No energy
2: You'd be tired yeah. So. Like, oh. Yeah, and you'd be like that all the time, and imagine you'd be thinking your food, wouldn't you? You'd be saying, Lord, "I'd love a, a burger or something, but to be no food." So, so we're trying to describe what it might be like to have no food. So it's not pleasant, is it? So imagine all those poor people around the country. West Corker and Skibbereen, I believe it was. It was. It was dreadful. It was. Um, there was terrible hunger, uh, in particular because I, I know that area reasonably well, and a lot of people, when they died on the side of the road, they were simply put into pits and buried. You know, it was. It was terrible. It was uh, really terrible. Yeah. So, um, boys, thank you very much. Uh, we've we've painted a very grim picture of what it must have been like for the people. Uh, around that time uh, before 20 years before tom crean was was born Uh, and it it really is a very sad time in our history and we must never forget it and realize how lucky we are now just before we finish up there are places around the world where famine is taking place today and that's why i think that in in, the fact the figures show that ireland is very generous when it comes to helping other people i think it's because we remember that what we went through ourselves Mm. Yeah. yeah so Miss um, Cross, thank you very much. I want to thank Kean, James, Gavin, Alex, James and Jamie for taking part in our, our, our programme today, discussing the famine and discussing Tom Crean's book, The Iceman, written by Michael Smith. Thank you very much. We're here in St. David's Boys National School on the Kilmore Road in Artane. And I'm with some boys from Miss Cross's class. You're welcome, Miss Cross. Thank you. And I want to welcome Lee, Emily, Sebastian, Robbie, Connor and Sean. And we're going to have a chat about aspects of the book called Iceman, uh, which is all about Tom Cream, the man who went to the Antarctica, written by Michael Smith. And Miss Cross, what topics are we going to have a chat about?
0: And we're looking at the sun and the seasons. The the sun and the
2: seasons. Right, that's very interesting. Okay, sun and seasons. So... Will we start? Will you? Are you going to read something or will one of the boys read?
0: Um, do, would you like to read, maybe, Lee?
2: Yeah,
1: Only luck could save them, but the explorer's luck had run out. High winds drove the pack ice closer together and blocked off all exits. Endurance mm-hmm. was trapped, surrounded on all slides by ice. As far as the eye could see, there was miles of unbroken ice. All sailors on board remembered the saying, what the ice gets, the ice keeps.
2: Aha, so that sets the scene, teacher, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, well, the
0: Antarctic winter, I mean, the ice would expand, and especially in the water, so it would be very difficult for explorers or ships to get oh yeah. in. So
2: and that's in why the endurance, as, as Cian, um, I beg your pardon, Liam said there, was trapped in the ice, and if they were really in trouble. So, in terms of. Um, the, the, the weather which we, we read in the book that the very high winds some cases you couldn't stand up on it was so strong
1: yeah and the
2: temperatures even in the summer were minus 30 degrees centigrade mm. can anybody remember what is really cold in winter here what's it like maybe minus three or four minus centigrade so th- minus 30 absolutely dreadful painfully so, cold so in terms of, of the seasons when we talk about seasons up in our climate, we have what's known as a temperate climate. Isn't that right? So we don't have extremes of temperatures. Uh, the summer doesn't get too hot and the winter doesn't get too cold. Too cold, yeah. But down in the Antarctica, it's always cold, isn't it? Yeah. So, so the seasons it. down there are, are quite uh, much more difficult.
0: Yeah. And then there's also, it's during the winter, it's very dark all the time, obviously, and then um during the summer it's 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 a bit brighter but oh, there very gets, long dark ah, days right, in, in okay. the winter.
2: So in terms of the, the of Tom Crean and his colleagues, can you imagine um just in terms of direction and um, trying to find out where you're going, if I brought you to a place where you never were before and just dumped you off and said, Right, to make your own way home. It'd be very difficult, wouldn't it? So can you imagine if you're out on the ice, and these some of these were very experienced people. So, uh, w- why is the sun so important from a point of view of, uh, of of people apart from climate? Even uh, does anybody know why the sun is so important from a direction point of view? Have you an idea, Connor?
3: Um, because it's north.
2: Very good.
3: South east and west.
2: Very good. So it gives you direction, doesn't it? Yeah. So, the the all sailors. They used an instrument called a sextant, isn't that right? Uh, You heard that word before, and that was the way for getting direction. And what they would use a phrase called "shooting the sun," where they'd aim the 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 piece of equipment at the sun and then they get their directions. And remember, the reason I mentioned this now—do you remember when the men sailed from Elephant Island trying to go to South South Georgia in a small little boat? It was a tiny piece of land and in a tiny boat. So they had to be very good at, what's the phrase? Navigation. So if they didn't have the sun, they couldn't get direction. So that's why it's so important. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. And if you just imagine you're trying to hit the small island, if you're up by a small degree, you'd you'd miss it and you'd, you'd be lost. So the men who found uh, South Georgia were fantastic navigators. And that's why... The tying in with the, with the sun and you now getting back to um, other aspects why is the sun so important for us as humans does anybody know in terms of um, to keep us warm keep us warm very good what else go ahead uh, Sean
1: for like all the seasons
2: very good and
0: um, and what, what's the relationship with the earth and the sun in regards to seasons can anyone say say
2: Lee how about you what,
0: what does the earth do with the
2: sun. Uh. Just imagine the solar system where you have the sun in one part and the Earth. What does what does the Earth do to the sun? It goes. Yes, Sp- spins it spins around. Connor.
1: It
3: spins around and only one half can, one half has sun day, daylight and the other half has darkness.
2: And we go that's right. We go around the sun, don't yeah. we? Yeah. And it rotates also, on it's on its axis. So, so in other words, if we have summer here, what's it like down in Australia?
3: It be um very very cold. It'll like be lines. winter time
2: down there, yeah. So that's if we reverse and what season are we coming into now in Ireland at the moment? Summer. Summer. And then what follows summer? Autumn. Autumn and after that? Winter. And what after that? Spring. So so it's spring, summer, autumn, winter. Um and our climate because it's a temperate climate. It's it's, uh, it's as I said. Well, it goes. It's not too hard. It's not too cold, and not too too warm. So going back to you, uh, Sean. You mentioned about the seasons. Why uh, why why else are why is the sun so important for some other reason? So we have it, it's warm, and what about crops? You know, because um, the
1: sun grows food. Very good.
2: So if you don't have sun, you don't have food, and that's why there's no plants down in the Antarctica. So because it's, it's so cold and miserable. So anything else?
1: I have one thing about the solar system Very good, excellent Our solar system is Our solar system is Planets Right And the scientists called Like the solar system Sol
2: Right
0: And why was that? Because
1: Because it's so close to
3: Because
0: the ancient Romans called the sun Sol So that's how our our Ah. system Is called the solar system The solar
2: system, very good Very good and 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 uh, Sean, anything else?
1: Um, the sun was born in a vast cloud of gas and dust around five billion years ago.
2: Five billion years ago, my good. And it's it's really hot, isn't it? Yeah. So, what you're saying, so for us, is that if we didn't have the sun, the Earth would be in trouble, wouldn't yeah. it? Because it, it would probably end up like a lump of ice or something. So, anything else, teacher?
0: Um, does any, can anyone tell us maybe more about what happens maybe in the Antarctic around summer and, and winter maybe? Just so we get an idea. Very good. So Connor. What about maybe also. start with summer maybe? Because yeah. it changes a lot throughout the year. The elephant pups are born. Yeah. Just, good. just like in spring here we get lambs and everything else. So they their elephant pups are born. What else happens in the Antarctic do you think during spring and summer? The big whales have arrived. The big whales have arrived, yeah. Because when I was actually in Australia during July and August, um, you could see the humpback whales migrating down towards the Antarctic, so they're making their way down around well, that time of year. And penguins started nest building. Yeah, the penguins oh start their nice. nest building. Right? So
2: dis- oh, despite the fact that it's very cold and what we would call really miserable... It's it's a nice time for them.
0: It gets a bit of life around spring and summertime, yeah.
2: Okay. So yeah. you get new you get new uh, babies being born and you get the whales coming down, mm-hmm. so you get more activity. Yeah. Oh, very good. Anything else there, Connor?
3: Well, the penguins chicks hatch at the end of December.
2: Very good. And isn't there something interesting that um Unlike other species, it's the daddy penguins look after the the eggs, yeah. isn't that and then
3: right? The the mummy ma- penguins go to get food,
2: and that's a reversal normally with other animals, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And uh, they they keep the egg off the ice by yeah. they rest the egg on their their, their flippers mm. or their feet, isn't yeah. that right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting how they, they they care for each other. So um, so that's the that's some that's new animals. It's the springtime. Okay. So. Uh, Right, okay, so uh, did, did anybody ever see a whale off the, uh, the Irish coast? Because I, I only saw it on television, but there are, they, they do pass by and there's no, whale I watchers. I
0: have seen one on the I Irish,
1: no.
2: Yeah, there's, there's parts of the country where you can people go and watch them at, at different times of the year. So, now, would any other, any other boys like to say something?
1: The sun is about 10,000 10, degrees.
2: 10,000 degrees, Whew. Imagine if you were near that, you'd just frizzle up, wouldn't you? Like yeah. a piece of burnt toast. Yeah.
0: Can anyone remember which planet is closest to the sun? Can you remember when we were learning planets before?
2: Sebastian, begins have you a, idea? begins with an M. Marker?
0: Mars? Yeah. No, not Mars. But, well done. Um, yeah, you said Mercury was the one that was closest to the sun. So what, what what, way do you think that Mercury would be then? If you were to land on Mercury, uh,
3: it would be like... Okay you could see the sun as well. You we could see
0: the sun would be a lot closer,
3: wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah, and it'd be a lot warmer. And
2: um yeah. would would be very hot?
3: Yeah, it'd be very
2: hot. I'd imagine if you're that near the sun. And it'd, it'd be,
3: be like dust. Yeah. And there's no houses, no nothing. Do
2: you imagine that like say in the summertime here if we've a very, very hot day, a very hot summer, we might get up to maybe twenty seven, twenty eight degrees centigrade. Right, Which we think was very, very hot. Yeah. When you were in Australia, Miss Cross, were you there in the summertime?
0: Yeah, we used to get heat waves. Yeah. What, give gives an idea of temperature. It began up to about 40 degrees. Celsius, so, 40 degrees, it,
2: would yeah. we, we would probably melt. Yeah. So, can you imagine if it was. What temperature, Emma, did you say the sun was 10,000? Uh, so, if you were 100 degrees, that's the temperature that water would boil. Mm. And as humans, we're made up mainly of water, we would just burn up. So it would be it wouldn't be <laughs> such a nice experience. So Mercury is in is nearest to to the sun. So the solar system is an extraordinary thing to try to grasp, isn't it? I mean, it's so huge, and apparently, teacher, it's expanding all the time. So it's it's very hard to understand that. So what are what's the word? It begins with uh, a, a g.
0: Um. Yeah. What keeps us on Earth? Gravity? What is it, Sebastian? Gravity.
1: Gravity. Well
2: done. That's it. And have you? Could you describe gravity to me? Any idea?
1: Well, gravity is when um, it it lifts you up in space.
2: Right. And if say say on Earth, where on Earth? How would you describe gravity? Could you? If I dropped my pen, which way would it go up or would it go down? Down. Down. Why? Because of the pull, the gravity. It is like a a magnet. If 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 we were all in space now, and I let the pen go, what would happen?
1: It will float up.
2: It would float. Why?
1: Because um um,
2: the gravity <coughs> is lower, isn't that right? Yeah. So that's when we see pictures of the men who went on the moon. When they would take a step, they would take a big step because the it like it was like a jump for us because the gravity on the moon is far less than the gravity on Earth. So yeah. it's a, it's a fascinating thing. So, um. So that's uh, yeah, and getting back to my other, what's another word beginning with G? in the stars, galaxies. Oh, galaxies, right? sorry. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yes.
2: That's. Have you, by the way, is anybody here? Did you ever look through a telescope? Yeah. Connor, no. How about uh, uh, Robbie? Did you ever look through a telescope? No. No Our binoculars. Did you ever look through binoculars? Yeah. yeah. No. And so when you look, what does what does a binocular do? It makes it an makes object it look closer. Closer, exactly, and. When the scientists are looking into space, they, they use these huge, big telescopes, don't they? Yeah, yeah Go ahead.
3: My um, dad used to have a telescope, but it broke.
2: Oh, got no, it got broke, yeah. He used to look up in the at, attic. It's, I look at the stars? Yeah. And did you uh, often look with him?
3: No, I was only little. Then.
2: Oh, you are only little, yeah. So if you ever get the opportunity um, to look on a bright night, you can see the the stars. And what's the unique thing about the stars, when you see a star twinkling in the sky... You, you are seeing the light that's coming from that. But it could take such a long time. You know, we talk of... Has anybody ever heard the expression, a light year? In other words, light, light travels at an extraordinarily fast speed. So, can you imagine that light travelling over a year? So, I mean, the distances in space mm. are absolutely phenomenal. So, teacher, anything else about uh, the solar system that we that the boys have looked at? Anybody
1: have anything else they'd like to um, say about the solar system? Sean, Yeah. Um, the sun is the biggest thing in our solar system
2: very good, yes, very good, and it's we miss the sol very high temperatures and it, we it it's so dependent uh, we depend on it <coughs> excuse me, we depend on it so much, so boys um we've had a brief discussion now on the sun and the solar system and the seasons. We had a chat about what it was like in Ireland and what it was like down in the Antarctica. And teacher, you mentioned about your experiences in in Australia, which was very, very hot. And the fact that our climate is much more benign, it's a nicer climate, it's more temperate. So we're lucky, I suppose. We complain about the weather, but if you were living in very hot weather or very cold weather all the time, it wouldn't be so pleasant. So I want to thank Lee, Emily, Sebastian, Robbie, Connor and Sean for contributing to our programme today. And I want to thank you very much, Miss Cross, uh, for your help in that regard. So... I want to say goodbye, cheers. Bye bye, boys.
1: This programme was made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland.